1: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's hour two on this Friday, a meat Friday. I was out inspecting the meat Friday lineup just to make sure Tyler is doing a good job. Tyler, of course, who moderates Chad Rowe. Shout out to Chad Rowe. Smoky meatball subs, grilled brisciutto, wrapped asparagus. A lot of meat. McLovin wants another chance to plan meat Friday. And I said, he's got to do something to prove to this audience that he let down when he said we were going to have tofu. It's called meat Friday. And you let down a nation, McLovin.
4: What if I give you guys some like hors d'oeuvres on Wednesday and mm. like early in the week, build up some goodwill?
3: Well, where are you getting said hors d'oeuvres? I mean,
4: I'm not going to go out and gather and hunt this meat, but I can go to the store and I'll go to Stop and Shop. Gather and hunt. Yes, Paul. See,
5: I think McLovin has to do that, the gather. He has to do like a medieval
3: meat festival,
5: <laughs> like blood dripping down our arms.
3: You need yeah. to have arrows
4: in your quiver
3: or whatever. That I need is. to
4: go bow hunting to get back. Yes,
3: I think so. Now, no, we go bow hunting you. And then oh, if, most dangerous game style? Yeah, and then but if you live, know. then you get to uh, plan the meat Friday menu. Maybe it was the pandemic, maybe it's the direction the sport needed to go anyway, but a select committee is advising college football to expand its playoff from four teams to 12 teams. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, probably going to be three years. The four-team system apparently got a little stale. Boy, it took forever for me to go, we need more than just two teams. We went to four, and looks like we're ready to move on from that. Um, we always talk about, well, everybody makes money. Uh, hey, why not have more teams, more conferences? Uh, You know, you had three conference presidents and the Notre Dame athletic director, they got together and they said, well, here's our plan. And I was told the information was leaked yesterday, so the, the talk shows would be discussing this. There'd be articles written on this. And this would allow you know, the media to vet it for this select committee. So then when they get ready to meet next week to vote on this, you have a really good idea about public sentiment there. But uh, the four highest ranked conference champions would get a buy. And I'm sure there's going to be the, oh, the top 12 got in, but the fan base for the 13th team is not going to be happy. If that's the worst case scenario, I'm fine with that. If you're the 13th team, You know what? You can blame yourself. I'm not going to blame anybody else here. Father's Day gifts, we've got it for you. You can go to uh, danpatrick.com. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, some great things, and some special sales going on right now at danpatrick.com. He is a uh, former college quarterback, former college coach, and uh, currently he is a college football analyst for CBS Sports. The popular Rick Neuheisel is uh, joining us on the program. Rick, your reaction to the news yesterday that 12-team playoff is not a question of if, but when.
6: I'm uh, in that choir singing, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> we, we need this. Uh, and this is not Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson's fault. All they did was rise to the top of college football, and they had a stranglehold on it because every recruit wanted to be a part of the college football playoff. And those were the three places, along with Oklahoma, I guess, but they never won one of the games, uh, that you'd go if you wanted to be in it. And, you know, I think it was time that we changed the format that allows a little bit more inclusion uh, for other places, especially when schedules are not alike. Uh, you know, we've got two conferences amongst the Power Five that still are only playing eight conference games. So if, you, if you're if you not going to have at least some measure of equality from the scheduling standpoint, then probably we need more spots. And what, you're, what you just talked about in terms of what it means financially, you're going from three games in the college play, playoff format now to 11 games. The four play-in, the quarterfinal games, and then the three that we've already got. Maybe not changing who's ultimately going to lift the trophy, but certainly give uh, more in the world of college football a bite at the apple.
3: Any downside to this?
6: Uh, The only thing that I'm sitting here going, is this a move towards better scheduled games in the regular season? And I'm not sure that it does that. I don't think we've, we've now put more onus on, you know, the Alabamas of the world to, you know, travel to Los Angeles to play USC. I think that the one off games are still going to be where they'll go, that money game like they've got with Miami to start the season in Atlanta this year. I don't think we've done anything to force the issue to get the home and home games going. Although there is Uh, a lot of those on the books uh, in advance years. So fingers crossed that we'll get there because the college football fan deserves that.
3: Well, what about Notre Dame? Notre Dame is not going to be in the top four. They're not in a conference here.
6: And and yet Jack Swarbuck was on this. uh, I know.
3: I know. They're athletic director. So I don't, like, does this push Notre Dame to join the ACC now?
6: And maybe Jack Swarbuck secretly is hoping that's exactly what it will do. I mean, you can't have looked at last year's year, the one-off time in the ACC, and say that that was unsuccessful for Notre Dame. That was absolutely a great year for Notre Dame, and the fact that they were in that league, I think, helped them get to a place where uh, they were going to be part of the college football playoff. They were absolutely going to be there. And, you know, to play an ACC schedule, a Power 5 schedule, I think helped them uh, in some ways. Now, I know they've got a, you know, a modus operandi where they want to travel far and wide, you know, touch each portion of the country uh, in the Notre Dame mission. But ultimately, maybe this is exactly what pushes them over the edge and gets them in the ACC.
3: And I know that we have a lot of blowouts. There's going to be blowouts because there's a big difference between Clemson, Alabama and Indiana or Coastal Carolina. Are you okay with that? That you know the optics of this is going to be, oh, you know what? Why are we having these games? These are blowouts and kind of embarrassing the playoffs.
6: I well, I'm first of all I'm thrilled that we've you know, now got a surety that the group of five is going to be included. At least one group of five champion will be in the hunt for this. And to start college football seasons as we have in the past with really no chance, zero chance, as Dean Wormer just once said, Uh, 0.0. When you... have a season that starts that way. Something is wrong with the system. So now we've got at least one, the potential for two. Which should a uh, a conference champion come from the Power Five that wasn't up to snuff? But Ultimately, that that's all good news. I don't worry so much about those blowout games. When te- great teams, you know, are on the field, that happens. It happens in the NFL. Uh, periodically, and it will happen again in this. But I remember back that Georgia-Oklahoma game in the Rose Bowl, the overtime thriller, I said, we're going to have more chances at that because what will happen over uh, a period of years as this begins is there will be more spreading of the great players and the great talent in the United States. They won't all just go to the top three places knowing, that there are more chances to get to the playoff, uh, maybe closer to home.
3: Yeah, I liken it to Gonzaga, because Gonzaga used to be a novelty in basketball. And, you know, they would be like, oh, that's a cute story, Gonzaga. Now Gonzaga is getting some of the top recruits in the country. And a lot of that exactly. is, is they got an opportunity. If if the field was 32 as it used to be a long, long time ago, you would have a lot of these programs who would never get this opportunity to grow their program. Indiana, being on a national stage with their football program, I thought I would never see that in my lifetime. Coastal Carolina, you know, they would make the playoffs. And I I, I like that it gives you an opportunity to be seen by more people because we wouldn't have seen the Indiana story this year or Coastal Carolina. Uh, Boise State wouldn't exist. You know, I think having that opportunity where you get to play against the big boys and, you know, that opportunity for players to see or recruits to see you play, I, I, I think it's a benefit for these smaller schools that would not be, they would be dwarfed by Alabama and Clemson, and they may still be, but you just want to be in the conversation. That's it. Give me a seat at the table. It can be a bad seat. It can be an obstructed view. Just give me a seat at the table.
6: Your Gonzaga example is a perfect one. Butler uh, is another example, right? The, the, The Gordon Haywood shot off the glass that, you know, everybody's still gasping, wondering how it didn't go in. Those moments now can be part of college football. You know, I don't know that we're going to see an Appalachian State knock off Michigan in the uh, in the college football playoff as we did in the big house, but it's possible. And now when you have that possibility and you can sit down in the living room and talk about that possibility, it's much easier for that young man to say, you know what, I'm going to stay close to home here in Boone, North Carolina, or here in Cincinnati, Ohio, or, or Boise, Idaho and I'm going to be a part of this program because I want to take them, be the one, first ones to take them to the college football playoff. That's going to be exciting for those particular brands.
3: Rick, we're sorry we let you down. You did a great song for the Emmy night, and uh, we, we're losers. I, I mean, it was, it was a powerful, powerful song that you gave us, and may, <laughs> maybe you could win a Grammy before we win an Emmy, but uh, just want to thank you again for uh, putting that together.
6: I uh, I love the uh, Dan Patrick show. I know I speak for millions when I say that, and your day's coming. You, <laughs> too, will be Susan Lucci, who will finally climb the final step and don the uh, the giant challenge.
3: Thank you, Rick. Thank you. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. That's Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports College football analyst. Uh, you know what it might be? I just don't want it to be posthumously where they give me kind of a career achievement sports Emmy. You know, that would be bad. But that that might be where we're headed. Like, I have to do a role like uh, Leonardo did with Revenant, where maybe it's not my best acting, but maybe the Academy will just go, you know, God, that guy seems so desperate. It's so sad. Like, if I'm... Maybe we could play a sympathy card. If I lost one of the Danettes. Right. You know? Oh, something bad happened to one of us. Well, not something terrible. But, well...
5: Losing us is pretty terrible, I would think. I mean, it, lose means you're you're no longer alive. Oh, no, no. I can't lose you, lose you. Oh, so one of us got hit. Like, if I got hit by a bus and I'm out for eight months.
4: Yeah. You would you know, power through. I think we'd get a lot of attention. Wow. But how much of the Emmy reel would that really be? That's a lead. You lead uh, with... Uh, I don't think you do. I don't lead with Paulie getting hit by a bus. I want to say it's like about four minutes, third segment in. Really? <laughs>
5: Mm. all right, mm. maybe you end with it, sympathy. There's got to be a couple people that like me.
3: Because looking back on, you know, we, we, I think you could send in, what, four segments of a show? I think you get five total five, clips five.
5: in okay. a in a portion that has to be under 10
3: minutes. So we did how many shows last year? How many minutes of radio and TV last 225 year?
5: 225 shows, three hours a day. You're looking at yeah. uh, 700 people hours. People. Okay. Uh, 76 uh,
3: so you gotta pare that down. Five thousand minutes? Yeah. So we we had to put it all together and then we got some segments and then and then that's it. That's what you're judged upon. And I think we had Russell Wilson with what he you know acknowledged to us was on there. Uh we also when I broke the story that the Big Ten and the Pac twelve are not gonna play college football this past season, uh I don't know what else we put in there. Probably Paulie getting stiff-armed by somebody at the Super Bowl or something silly, I don't Usually. know. Yeah. Pie to the face, some of those things. The important things that you've come to expect here on this program. Uh, let me see. Let me get to Chris in South Carolina, and then we'll take a break. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind today?
7: Hey, Dan. Chris, 5'10", 190, longtime listener. I uh, just want to chime in on a college football playoff expansion. Uh, you have to remember, in my opinion, why we got to this point was because we the- college football powers we're not really happy over over all the SEC consecutive run yeah. championships yeah. but what broke the back was the, the title game with LSU and Alabama and that's where we are we while we're at the point we are now. The system now though is really in my opinion detrimental to college football to piggyback on your prior comments because these kids want to go to the top three or four schools and and I'm gonna I'm gonna single out the ACC here. That is Clemson has had the easiest path of any college uh, team in this system is being created. They, I mean, Notre Dame, if you look, for example, last year came through and blew through the ACC schedule, Notre Dame's schedule would be easier in an, a, if they joined the ACC than it would be in their independent mixture that they have now. And uh, I feel like this would be great. It would give coastal teams like, I know you're a big coastal Jamie Chadwell fan, uh, a shot. Where, where these little schools never would have had a shot in the past, but uh, what do you think it could expand to even more seasons? I, what, I, I don't you
4: know. Talking?
3: I mean, I, I hope not right now. I, I just think they need to fine tune it. You know, everybody's all in on expansion, more teams, there's more money. Uh, where's this money go to? Uh, how many teams? There's no limit on how many teams from your conference can be in the top 12. You could have four teams in the SEC, five teams in the SEC that qualify for this. Um is Notre Dame going to have to join the ACC? Uh, the fact that Notre Dame, no matter where it's ranked, can't be one of the top four seeds. Uh, so there's 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 other things to work out here. But I think we're we always love more. More is not always better. But if it's done right, then okay. Uh, but I, I I this still has to be vetted out a little bit here. And they have a couple of years to kind of fine-tune it there. Let's take a break here. Mike Florio is going to join us. I, I want to know, where do we stand in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? You know, with the mandatory workouts over, now what happens? What's the next step? And who blinks first, the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? 16 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. And that is amazing. And even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
3: Yesterday, if you were with us in the final hour, we had a conversation with Cameron Kinley, a defensive back at the Naval Academy. He was uh, the valedictorian, gave the commencement speech. He is trying to play football in the NFL. He still will honor his military commitment, but he had a chance to try out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there is a rule in place that allows you to be able to defer your military commitment. But it's a case-by-case basis, and Cameron Kinley, who maybe had an outside chance of making the team as a fifth defensive back, he did get an invite, and he was told by the Naval Academy that he can't. And and there's no appeal process. I reached out to the NFL Players Association. I did not hear back yesterday. I just wanted to know if – Like, they can pick up the crusade and maybe get him an opportunity. Now, from what I'm told, the NFL Players Association is getting involved in this case. But this comes down to, you know, the uh, Secretary of Defense is going to make this call. Like, when you go up the food chain, you're going up there, and then that Secretary of Defense is the one who's going to be able to say yes or no, and there's no appeal process whatsoever. Speaking of uh, appealing, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. See, Mike, that's how you get nominated for a sports Emmy. Segway like that. Not win one, but get nominated.
9: <laughs> well, that's good. And, uh, yeah, hey, I, you know, on what you were just saying, Dan, this issue comes up all the time. I just wish they would have one rule that applies to all service academies and stick with it yeah. because it seems like every year it's a different twist. They're allowed to. They're not allowed to. I mean, if I'm Army or Air Force, this is a great recruiting poster for me. Hey, come to, come to this service academy. We'll let you potentially play in the NFL, unless, of course, we change our mind four years from now, which is possible, so maybe we won't mention that. They, they just need to have one rule. It needs to be the same. It needs to be fair to these guys. They need to know going in, am I going to have the chance or not have the chance if my football career works out?
3: I think every roster should have one extra roster spot for a military graduate?
9: I, I can get behind that, I guess. I don't know. I guess.
3: Well, you're un-American if you're not going to get behind that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mike Florio, un-American. <laughs> wow.
9: I, I just... Look, I, there, there was once a time when the best football players ended up at the service academy. Yeah. But the world has changed so much that the, the sport of pro football has changed so much the way it works out is the best of the best end up at Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio state. And uh, everybody else is just trying to get whatever scraps they can find. So I I, look, it would not be something that contradicts the overt efforts by the NFL to cater to the military. So it wouldn't surprise me if the NFL did. All
3: right, let's get to the serious stuff here it feels like there's some Jedi mind games being played by the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, or certainly Aaron Rodgers here. And I, I want you to paraphrase what you put on pro football talk, because if I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm not going to be painted as a bad guy where the Packers are trying to paint him as a bad guy. Okay. What hap- what Like what's the end result with all of this, Mike?
9: It's whatever Aaron Rodgers wants it to be. And I think, Whatever happens, he's going to act like it's what he wanted. So I think that's one of the reasons why he's not telling anybody what he really wants. But when he talks to guys like James Jones, who he knows will turn around and appear on radio and TV and say what he's allowed to say, what Aaron Rodgers authorizes him to say, and James Jones says the situation is fixable, I think Aaron Rodgers wants Packers fans to say to the Packers, why haven't you fixed it? Aaron says it's fixable. Why haven't you fixed it? And when Mark Murphy, the team CEO, not even in response to a question about Aaron Rodgers, just kind of gratuitously in a written column where he had a chance to write it and read it and read it, be sure it's what he wanted to say, says that this situation is dividing our fan base. That's his way of letting Rodgers know your worst case scenario of becoming a pariah among Packers fans is coming to fruition. So it is high-level PR games being played between these two sides. Rodgers wants the Packers to be to blame. The Packers want Rodgers to be to blame. And if he just doesn't show up for training camp, I'd say most fans of the team, because they always fall in line behind the laundry, most fans of the team are going to say, you're under contract, you should be.
3: here." Yeah, I'm just trying to understand, at what point does Aaron Rodgers say, now, if I'm going to a new team, I better get there soon. And if the Packers realize he doesn't want to be there, then when do you move on and what do you get? And are you comfortable with Jordan Love being your starter? Like the, the clock is ticking here, Mike, for both of these sides. And who's going to blink first?
9: And you know, Dan, I've said a couple of times over the past week or two, it's better for the Packers at this point to go ahead and wait until after the season to trade. Because if you trade him now, you get twenty twenty two picks anyway. Go ahead and wait until you get 10 teams at the table. Now, you would have gotten more for him if you had traded him in March. Yeah. But now you got the Broncos and maybe the Raiders showing up for this auction. You get to March after teams have had a chance to roll the dice one more year with their current quarterbacks and decide, man, this guy sucks. We've got to find somebody better. You're going to have teams lining up for a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. So if I'm the Packers, I think you choose not to play. We get $30 million back or more between the salary we don't pay him Bonus money we can recoup. We don't have to worry about him going somewhere else and making us look like idiots this year. We get a chance to let Jordan Love get ready, and maybe the fans will understand that Aaron put us in a tough spot where we had to throw him into the fire before he was ready. And and we trade him for more next year. And we'll know after a year of Jordan Love whether or not he really is the guy. You know, at some point they need to find out, is he the guy? They, they used a the first-round pick on him. They see something in him that makes them think he can be the guy. So I really do think you attach Mark Murphy to a lie detector test. I think he would prefer that Rogers not show up this year.
3: I love the PR machine of now promoting Jordan Love that you had Dan Orlovsky of ESPN, former NFL quarterback, who basically came out and said, guy can't play Jordan Love. And then the next day you had reporters covering the Packers who, of course, are sort of beholden to the Packers, like, hey, Jordan Love, man. Did you see some of those uh, passes, those throws he had there? I don't know how good he is. And I don't know when we find out until there's live bullets here, Mike. I don't care what you do in shorts and nobody gets to hit you, and you threw a 35-yard out. I want to know what happens when you have to process all this in real time.
9: And it's two phases. It's live bullets plus what happens after four to six weeks of you playing and defenses can break down film and figure out how to stop you. Can you and your coaches counter that? Sims had a great point yesterday on PFT
3: Live. And he's been involved in situations like... <laughs> Breaking like the- news, Chris Sims had a really good take. I know, take. it's worth pointing out because it's so rare. <laughs> but he's
9: seen this before where the coaching staff wants to build confidence. So, Dan, is it really crazy to think that after Jordan Love looks so bad on Tuesday, Matt LaFleur gets together with Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, and they <laughs> script the plays we're going to call, the defenses that are going to be used so the play pops. And it gives Jordan Love a chance when the reporters are watching. Wow! To create these tweets. This isn't the reporters lying. This is the Packers deliberately <laughs> engineering a scenario where Jordan Love has guys wide open or wide ass open, as Bruce Arians would say. And and you, you you get a positive. They got look. They owe it to Jordan Love to help this guy out. He didn't ask for this. You think he would have voluntarily signed up for the Packers if he had his druthers in april of 2020 hell no so they got to take care of this guy you don't want to ruin him because he's caught in the crossfire between rogers and the front
3: office he's mike florio co-host of pro football talk live you'll see that on uh, nbc sports network and also here on peacock with chris sims the buccaneers offseason uh i guess went as well as possible where they didn't need to add much they just re-signed people and then tom brady I guess is going to be a new quarterback, a different quarterback after this knee surgery. He said he was, a, he's going to be able to do some things he couldn't have done last year. I don't know if anybody followed up by saying what exactly is that, Tom, that you'll be able to do. So, what do you make of uh, Tom's revelation that he's going to be uh, able to do some different things?
9: He's going to run a five-two-nine instead of a five-three-one. Wow! I, hey, he admitted the other day, and they need to get him to quit talking about this. This is how the Jets got in trouble back in 2009 when Brett Favre went to the Vikings and he kept making excuses for why they fell apart down the stretch and he started talking about his arm injury. Eventually, the NFL fined everyone from the Jets for hiding it on the injury report. You got Brady saying his knee was injured back in April or May of last year. He had pretty serious surgery, as he described it. He was never listed (laughs) on any Buccaneers injury report with a knee injury. At some point, with, with gambling, spreading and the league's got to be concerned about these things. And I know it's, you know, most fans are like, who cares? Well, gamblers care and the league should care because eventually the Bucks are going to get in trouble. But, you know, Dan, another thing Sims and I were talking about this week, if the Packers are just able to complete that comeback when they're down 28 to 10, they've got fourth and whatever it was inside the 10, if they would have won that game, think of how different the vibe would have been around the Buccaneers from that point until now. Tom Brady meltdown interceptions on three straight drives they blow an 18 point lead maybe a lot of those guys who re-signed go elsewhere it's amazing how much that one moment affected the Packers in a negative way and boosted the Buccaneers of this team where we're saying who's their who's their competitor in the NFC who do they have to worry about really They got a path to the Super Bowl again, and it could have gone so differently if that game in Green Bay had ended a different way.
3: Well, look at Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. We would be questioning if he could win the big game if San Francisco doesn't forget about Tyreek Hill or, you know, they don't have a couple of stops or Grappo doesn't overthrow. I get... These things are, it's so small. Two more first downs, Jimmy Garoppolo is viewed differently. And Patrick Mahomes, we would say, well, he can't win the big one. Well, Matt Ryan, you get another first down, you kick a field goal. He's an automatic Hall of Famer there. Like, it's so small, these margins. All of these, how many Super Bowls did Brady win needing help from somebody else? But Tom is the GOAT because. Vinatieri did this or Rodney Harrison did this. You know, pretty, it's, it's pretty remarkable. David Tyree doesn't catch that ball. Is, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer with one Super Bowl? And you could probably say maybe not, even though he did it in New York.
9: Hey, if Mario Manningham doesn't catch that ball at the sideline in Super Bowl Forty Six, if Wes Welker catches a pass that really wasn't thrown as accurately as people would say from Brady, the Patriots win that one, and there goes another one for the Giants. It's amazing how much work and effort and sweat and toil and study and time it all goes into to get yourself in a spot where that one thing goes your way. Months and months and months to get to that one moment per year when it all falls your way. And it just shows you how hard it is in today's NFL. And it's why no one's repeated it since 2003, 2004. Eight times in the first 39 Super Bowls, teams went back to back. And it hasn't happened since because they're all packed together and it comes down to those, those moments that are there and then they're gone.
3: Should we celebrate? We have lost the uh, Sports Emmy, best studio host, four years in a row. So we, we are the Buffalo Bills. Huh. Now, now they're viewed as losers <laughs> should we view ourselves as losers
9: no no it, it, because you've been nominated
3: but we I, lost i well well still been nominated
9: that's more than pft live can say that's more than i can say so you're, you're nominated. Yeah, you're but I, the- we
3: don't measure ourselves with your show. I mean, oh, it's I mean, I
9: like the old West Virginia Penn State rivalry. I get it. I got my West <laughs> Virginia shirt on today just for that. It was a big deal for us. What wasn't a big deal for Penn State. But anyway, <laughs> you're nominated. You're there. You're in the conversation.
3: All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a great weekend. No hey, offense. No, no, no. All right. Thank you, Mike. That's yeah. Mike, Mike Flora, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. No offense after you offend somebody. <laughs> I always love that. No offense while well, I offended you. <laughs> Uh we're going to take a break. Russell Wilson had some comments yesterday and uh the show got mentioned by Russ. Go Hawks. Uh, we'll have that for you coming up. Let me get a couple of phone calls here. Uh, people have been on hold for a while and then we'll take a break. Mike in Orlando. Hey, Mike, welcome. Thanks for holding bud. Hey, D.P. Hey,
6: bud. Uh Happy Euro day to you and the Danettes. Yeah. Uh, and, and with that said, I have a pie to the face bet for anybody for any takers. You okay. or any of the dads. Okay,
3: all right. All right. Let's set the stakes here. I
6: want I'll take France. I will give you the field. All
3: right. Does anybody want a piece of Mike in Orlando pie to the face and he will take France?
4: Well, France are the favorites. Yes. Um, but man, I'll take that bet. All right. Seton O'Connor. Paul, you want I in, in on that?
5: Uh, France are the favorites. France is, is the, the favorite. France
4: is. France is the favorite. Yeah.
5: I think Fran- Seton might have been right when he said France are.
4: Oh. I don't know. I don't know. France is one singular body made up of multiple things. So it's probably France is the favorite. France is. His. France is. His. All right, France is Yes, McLovin. I kind of want in just for a reason to watch. Can we like make this a whole team thing? Like, uh,
3: like all of us versus Mike and Orlando?
4: Yeah, I, I don't um, know. I want some so juice. Do I have to
3: take five. So if yes. I lose, do I have to get
6: five pies for the yes, face? Yes, you
3: do, Mike. I'm uh, down.
6: Game I'm game.
3: Do you have five friends who would be happy to hit you in the face with a pie?
6: I could find five people I could pay to, you know, put, you know, to All hit right. me with a pie in the face. All right. Then we or got my, it. Or I'm
9: sure
3: my, I'm sure my wife would be more than happy to hit me with a pie. I like that, that as well. Okay. All right, Mike, game on. Thanks uh Thank thanks for the bet. There it is. Now we have a reason to watch. Yes, Pauline.
5: I think I'm going to be a field guy. I think I'll go with him and take. Is he taking the field? No, or he's taking, he's he's taking France.
4: France. He's taking. We're getting the field. Yeah.
5: Oh, I thought he. Oh, I thought he wanted us to take. I was baiting us to take France.
4: No. All right. France no, is the favorite. You have England is stacked. <laughs> Spain um, stacked. Spain looks. Portugal <laughs> is pretty good this year. Italy looking like a sleeper. Belgium. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, we don't it's need to a down. handicap there. So I'm just North sorry. Macedonia is a powerhouse. Don't yeah. sleep on them.
3: Trinidad Trinidad and Tobago. Which is
5: unfair to have two countries.
3: Yes. Where's uh, Drogba from? Didier. He's a, Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. Yes. Didier Drogba. You loved him. Yes, I did. Uh, Brandy and I will then we'll take a break and uh, play the Russell Wilson clip.
7: Hey, break. Hey. Hey, bud. Hey, first quick dig. I might disagree with you a little bit when you say the hack shack worked. I think he's got four rings that might dispute that a little bit.
3: Well, he also had a supporting cast that helped, (laughs) whereas the Greek freak doesn't have said supporting cast.
6: Well, I can just picture Shaq's voice coming back at you. There's a
10: lot of people shut the hell up.
7: (laughs) Uh, Quick question for you guys, or at least a comment. I found this interesting last night when I'm watching the playoffs. Commercial comes on for Space Jam 2, and you probably know where I'm going with this. At the very end of the promo, you see Bugs Bunny and LeBron and the caption, the bunny versus
6: the goat.
10: Mm.
6: Now, I kind of have a hard time when he's an executive producer that they probably didn't see the promos that were going to go out for this. So I will let you
3: comment on that. um, Thank you. Thank you, Brandy. I didn't really react to it, Yeah, but if if... There's no way that they would do any kind of trailer for that movie, and LeBron did not know what was being said, particularly calling him the GOAT. There's no way. Yes, Paul?
5: I miss Space Jam 1, so I really can't get
3: that. Yeah, but I don't know. That's why there were a lot of unanswered questions in Space Jam 1, and they got to try to wrap things up in uh, Space Jam 2. We'll take a break. Russell Wilson gives a shout-out to the show. Find out what he said next here on The Dan Patrick Show.
0: Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
8: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents
3: 76ers Hawks game three tonight. Suns at the Nuggets game three. Russell Wilson Jr., the third, cleared the air yesterday. Had a press conference in Seattle. Go Hawks. And uh, he was asked about whether or not he demanded
4: a trade. In terms of the trade talks, I think that anytime you play professional sports, there's always a possibility of something happening, right? And I think that's just the reality. I think that there's a lot of teams out there that people were saying that I was going to or would go to. I requested a trade. I did not request a trade. Um, I've always wanted to play here, um, you know, and, and the reality is, uh, you know, uh, I think calls were getting thrown around and this and that. And I think that's just a reality. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, the, the real reality is that I'm here and I'm here to win and I'm here to win it all.
3: Okay. Maybe semantics there, but he was asked how
4: this started in the first place. First of all, I was supposed to go on Dan Patrick's show uh, for Man of the Year, and and that, that had gotten booked like two weeks before or a week and a half before. So I was going on that show to go do that and talk about that, and I was really I was really excited about it. And then um, you know and and, and uh, yeah, I got asked some you know tough questions along the way. I think it, I think it, like I said, I think it got a little bit blown out of proportion, unfortunately. Well, I don't know about that. They were tough questions, but he answered them.
3: So many times I've asked Russ, uh, you know, a, a tough question, and he's deferred. He's just sort of pushed it to the side. But uh, I got the feeling that he wanted to clear the air. I think he had a game plan, and he was – And and I gave him that opportunity to be able to – talk as freely about this as he wanted to. And knowing Russ, he's experienced. He could have, uh, he could have you know, sidestepped this, this question or these questions. I mean, he's an expert at g- giving the impression that he's giving you something and there's so much positivity, but he's not really giving you something. That's why when he answered a question honestly, and I went, okay, now the door's open. And then it, I was basically moving in. Uh, and, and, and I probably asked five questions because I'm going, wait a minute. Like, you're a franchise player. And you want a seat at the table. Don't have a seat at the table. And, and really how this started was he was going to come on the previous week. In fact, we were going to have him on Friday or Thursday of, of uh, Super Bowl week. And we couldn't do it with his schedule. And then so we pushed it back to the following week. And then he got the award. He was at the Super Bowl. And I'm watching him sit next to his wife and the commissioner. And I said, man, for, for a guy who just won man of the year, I said, Russ looks miserable. And I said to the Danettes, Paulie in particular, I said, look, I don't want to read too much into this. And I want to be fair to him, but he looked miserable. You're watching Tom Brady win. You got Patrick Mahomes there. Brady on a new team gets to have him put over the roster. And it looked like Brady was having fun. And I think, and that's when I said, God, I mean, this guy's getting sacked more than anybody has. As far as winning, no better winner, I think, in the first nine years of a career. But he's getting sacked an average of over 45 times a year. And that's where I thought I can enter. I don't know what I'm getting, but I'm going to enter there. And then that's when he started to bring up things about being involved with the roster. Uh, Do I think he wanted to be traded? No. Do I think he wanted the attention of his head coach and management? Yes. Do I think that he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish? Yes. Do I think he ends his career in Seattle? No. Because most don't. All right. A few more phone calls in here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff.
10: Oh. What up, though? Aloha. My boy did pretty good on the show with the uh, super fans from Chat Row. You guys had one hell of a shindig, man. All in all, I'm looking at it like this. Your real fans know exactly what it is. Shout out to the back room boys. Your real fans know exactly what it is. You guys put it on every day. And hold your heads high because, I mean, the content that you provide for America is phenomenal. Um, I wanted to comment real quick about the young man that you were talking about yesterday? Oh, Cameron Kinley. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's funny because the one thing that I don't think that we really understand is that as many troops as we have out on the field right now, we need behind the computer screens. The geeks are the new uh, he-man of the Army because... It's so many things that are ran by computers, and and, and if they infiltrate us with uh, spamware and spyware and stuff like that, it's over with. So that's a hard one. That's a real hard one. I I wish the best for the young man, though. You guys have a wonderful afternoon.
3: Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I don't know if what he does is of great value that you can't let let him try out. I don't know. We may not get an explanation. I know that we reached out to uh, the Naval Academy Secretary of Defense, uh, the president, Navy football, no response. All quiet on the Western Frontier. Uh, Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today?
7: Well, Dan, uh, for months now, I wanted to ask you a question on Fridays. Every Friday, this comes to my mind, and I keep forgetting to call in. But it's a personal question, so I hate to put you on the spot. But when you pull out the Traeger, every Friday, you turn into Mel Turmey. You take a bite of whatever's on the grill, and you start going. Eh, 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 eh. So my personal question is, when you're at home with the family, do you also hum, or is this part of a deal in your contract where, where you get paid to hum? I've always wondered this. Um, well, You I, didn't hum with the deviled eggs, by the way.
3: <laughs> no, because I didn't like them. Uh, but I do hum a lot. I, I sing a lot. I'm not a good singer, but I do, uh, I do hum a lot. But, uh, thank you, Doug. So for there's notes. not like
7: a two hum minimum in your contract. No, or anything like
3: that. even during our morning
4: meeting before we even come on the air, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just humming. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, so the uh, Nets lost last night mm-hmm. to the Bucks. Uh, yeah, interesting thing about that. Are they really going to struggle without mm-hmm. trying to get out this info? And there's a secondary medley yep. accompanying. Yeah, <laughs> I am
3: usually humming or singing around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably the other topic
5: there is about food and reaction like when when uh, I think it's really good at home on the home front. Yeah, when my wife, it's her turn to cook. You react when the food is really good. That's a good move.
3: Well, you know what? A lot of these recipes, you can't screw them up. That's why it tastes great coming off the Traeger. That's all. I mean, I give you an honest reaction when when we have a meat Friday. I didn't like the devil's eggs or deviled eggs. I mean, it came off the Traeger, and I nearly threw up. It's like, oh, this is so bad. And then we had tofu. I didn't like that. But that's not the grill's fault. It's McLovin.
4: If you do like tofu, that was one of the best tofu dishes. (laughs) It really was good. I was surprised. Like, whoa, I didn't know tofu could taste this good. I know. Traeger can do some magic.
3: Yeah. But I don't like everything. or I, I like everything. I don't love everything. But, you know, the, the Traeger, I like my chances, let's put it that way. Our meat Friday. We have uh, meatball subs and a grilled prosciutto wrapped asparagus. Uh, that'll be uh, coming off the grill in about an hour from now. More phone calls on the way. Final hour on this program. Man, two hours just blew by. I like that Russ gave us a shout-out being on our show. 76ers Hawks game three tonight. Suns in the Nuggets game three tonight, as well. More phone calls eight seven seven three DP show. Email address dpdampatrick Twitter handle at DP Show. Go around the infield. Fritzy Mclovin, Seton. Paulie, Dan Patrick Show. One more item. We close out the second hour. It's our friends from Cadenwood, the leader in CBD. Athletes all over the country are talking about the incredible relief they get from Level Select CBD. They have sports creams, roll-ons. They have a lot of different products. And Cadenwood is the leader in CBD. Pros on top of their games like golfer Ricky Fowler, baseball legend Steve Garvey, The former quarterback, Carson Palmer, all use Level Select CBD daily with great results. Recently on the show, Carson mentioned how Level Select CBD keeps him active. So if he's throwing football with one of his sons or skiing with the rest of the family, he can do it and have no pain. Pro athletes using Level Select CBD because it works and it can work for you. You don't have to be a professional athlete. You can use it before you work out, then after you work out. Our newest sponsor, Level Select CBD, offering Dan Patrick Show listeners a great deal. Get Level Select CBD or any of their other CBD products 30% off. Promo code DAN30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa and South Dakota.